and Bees podcast. I am your host, Sue Johnson. I'm a white, cisgendered, able-bodied, neurotypical person, and this podcast is for people who are not part of the bullshit heteronormative binary. And I have a very special guest, Dr. Quinn Austin Small, my former boss. <laughs> and that was a long time ago, and some changes occurred. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You- <laughs> and wow, we don't don't need to revive that terrible nine months Mm. oh my god no (laughs) yes I am and I am definitely part not part of the cis heteronormative bullshit yeah yeah not one word of that applies no you are uh mental health uh uh, yes I'm a caregiver I'm a licensed psychologist here in the greater capital region, and I do rare psychotherapy, mostly evaluations for court proceedings, and I do pro bono um, transgender evaluations, and I do a lot of evaluations for veterans for um, disability appeals proceedings. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm trans. Um, You're a parent. And, and what? You're a parent and an author. You wear many hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've written some junk. Um, I'm queer as hell. I've done mm-hmm. a bunch of things. I've done, you know, I've run programs for um, folks who are impacted by uh, mental illness or are in recovery from mental illness. Um, HIV programs, which you know about, um, yep. hold whole billion different things. I've lived in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, California, all over the place. So, yep. And I, I just have like the sudden urge to say, Dr. Quinn. <laughs> yeah, everybody does Medical that. health provider. Yeah, that's your and that one, but yes, yes, I get, I get that a lot. The like Dr. <laughs> Quinn, and then, and then you can't help yourself. The rest, the rest comes out. But I've got to say, since transitioning, I don't know who is calling me, but they will not. Um, <laughs> I saw it light up before the ring, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to kill that." So, but but <laughs> since like transitioning, it's interesting. Like that used to be a, a thing an every day of my life thing. But then I started getting read more, more as male and that stopped. Um, so 
but for plus or for minus, because now um, there's a significant number of, of folks walking around in the world who read me as, as a cis white man. Um, hmm. And that's, that's a different that's a, turn of events. Of a, yeah, and the, yeah. the thickens, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've had lived experience, you could say, being um, read as cis female and straight, being read mm-hmm. as cis female and lesbian, being read as like butch lesbian, which was never something I, um, never, never an identity I had for myself. Um, That's the, weird though that people would put that identity on you. Um, I mean, it happens a lot, but it's still it very infuriating. Well, yeah, but it's like, and that's, that's like, oh, well, that's like a whole nother yeah, that, well, why don't we, I mean, we're here to talk about shit, so let's talk about shit. Let's talk so, about shit. Let's talk about identities. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. That's a real thing, right? So you have um, some, not, not all butch women, certainly, but there is a certain segment of um, women, cis women out there um, that we usually, you know, might refer to as TERFs, which are, and um Mm. They, they tend to attack trans femme women but I mean even some some famous women who've identified as butch such as um, uh, the woman from uh, Orange is the New Black uh, Del Rey she uh, wrote a, a scathing article about trans men about how we're taking all the lesbians and oh. you know destroying lesbian culture with our transness um, and that is so fucked up it, it's up on, on multiple levels. I mean, one within the own community. Two to to just you know to further divide the the LGBTQ community, which is which already has a lot of fractures internally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. three, um, one thing you you know, I always try to have conversations with turfs, and that doesn't always work out great. Um, about hey. You know, in, in a lot of ways, um, trans men can be can be your best allies in this, because um, something that's a lot of a lot of masculine of center women, women who identify as butch, um, have experienced is being told that they're too masculine or being misread as male when they don't want to be, um, and. Um, you know, getting messages overtly or covertly that they're not women because they're too masculine. Um, so where, and then they now, you know, reject trans men as, um, you know, not being really male and, and all of this. So it's almost like there's a projection. I'm going to disown what's been put on me and project it onto you as a way of getting it off myself. Um, and there's a lot of internalization in that too. But where we could be such good allies is the fact mm. that one thing trans men inherently know and recognize and support is that um, masculinity has a lot of different facets to it. Yeah. But being masculine does not necessarily, in presentation or, or mannerisms, doesn't necessarily make you a man. And that's a separate thing. Um, and so we can and we should support um, women who are masculine of center, women who identify as butch um, and, and so forth and support that community in acknowledging that they have a complex 
culturally embedded identity, way of being in community, that while it might be read as masculine or um, performed as masculine and even identified as masculine, it is wholly separate from being a man. And, um, and being a trans man, whether you're a butch trans man or, or more femme inclined or non-binary or fluid or whatever it might be, however you might present or live, you know yourself to be a man in a way that's wholly different and separate from being um, a woman. And, and so we could be great allies in terms of being able to show our differences in how gender and presentation and you know, views of masculinity um, are not necessarily wedded to gender um, and how you, we don't need to fight. We can uphold each other as like, Absolutely. yes, we are both people who were assigned female at birth. Yes, we are both groups that are associated with masculinity, but that doesn't, um, but look how you can have clear, obvious um, differences in gender and we don't have to conflict or compete. We can co collaborate. Um, and so I wish we could get there and have more of that conversation. Yeah, it, it, it frustrates me to no end to see people in the community, LGBTQ community, with this backbiting and you don't belong. But because I had a conversation uh, with uh, my first guest, Evan Peterson, and we were talking about the coded pickup lines that gay men use on each other. And it's just like this, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. I'm like, why yeah. do you tear, tear down other gay men? Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not really sure like, hmm. And then there was the whole backlash with prep that you're just a Truvada whore. And then, then with the turf saying, oh, uh, trans women are raping cisgendered women. Right. And now oh, pig piling on trans men because you're you're just really a butch lesbian in denial. I just I, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm I'm not a butch lesbian in, in denial. Um, and no, and, you know who you are. Well, yeah, and every butch lesbian <laughs> who's ever met me knows who the fuck I am. Okay. <laughs> I've never met a butch lesbian face to face who's been like, no, you're you're one of us. They're always like, no. No, and I'm you're like, your no, own thing. You're right. Um, but yeah, that is a, a big thing. And unfortunately, um, trans feminine people, uh, regardless of how they identify gender or, or fluidity, um, do face significantly more stigma and, and bullshit, for a lack of better terms. And they face more of that legislatively. Mm. Um, and uh, both in the queer community and outside. I mean, if you look at the national conversations going on about trans people, they're almost all negative in the way they're framed. And they're almost all focused on trans feminine women um, and trans feminine people. So that, uh, and that's, that's a whole nother, another thing, right? That goes back to our in culturally embedded misogyny. Mm -hmm. um, and part of it, I mean, there's a lot of different pieces, but and we could be here all day taking Which pieces we, yeah. apart. <laughs> right. But one part that it's important to remember, I think, 
is that um, trans femininity is seen as, as a betrayal and a mm. social betrayal on a larger scale than trans masculinity. Um, that, that's something that if you, you talk to people that are transphobic comes up of like, why would they not want to be a man? And um, that it's, it's somehow um, an aggressive act or, or such a, a deviant act to give up masculinity. Uh, that's very threatening to a lot of people in, in this society because it does represent a giving up of power. Yep. And it also um, for cis men who are insecure um, and even, even cis women who are insecure, um, it, it goes back to that Freudian concept of, of like fear of emasculation. Um, and if somebody can give it, a, I've spent my whole life not wanting to not be a man and needing to prove my masculinity and here right. you are giving it up. Um, that's wholly terrifying because that tells me that I could have mine ripped away, uh, even though that's not true. No, um, absolutely not. And whereas for trans masculine people, um, it, there's a lot more of like, oh, I could see why you'd do that. Like, who, who wouldn't want to be a guy? Who wouldn't want that power? Who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want that? And it's not seen as transgressive. Um, not in the same ways as much. Uh, and, and so, um, and you see that reflected in the violence rates. Um, and you see that reflect, reflected in legislation. All the legislation going on about the um, trans kids in sports, mm. most of it is focused on trans feminine people. Not being allowed to right. participate with not. cisgendered women. Right. And Girls, really. Happens. Yeah. 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 And and to complicate that, then you have assholes like Caitlyn Jenner. I, I talked about it this a little bit last week, but it still yeah. my ass that she has so much self-loathing that it is spilling out into yeah, you know what? Those tra trans girls, they, they can't be with their cis girls in competing no. in sports. You're an asshole, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlin, you are a privileged white asshole. Caitlyn is a complicated topic, especially for for trans people, and especially when we're talking publicly, like, like on this podcast, because, you know, you never there's already enough divisions as we've already been discussing. So oh, you absolutely. never want to disparage another trans person and you certainly don't want to disparage another trans feminine person. So we can't disparage Caitlin's gender, nor should we. No. But we can talk about some of the behaviors and, and Caitlin has had a very consistent record of distancing herself from um, the trans community broadly yeah. um, and, and from trans issues and, and even from having a peer group of other trans people. She's mm -hmm. made it very clear she's, she's not interested in engaging with anyone else who's trans. Um, so that's going to leave her with a, a less broad viewpoint and a less understanding of, of transness. If you were the only cis woman in the world and you refused to ever talk to another cis woman, you're only going to have your own perspective. You're right. not going to have a broader informed perspective and it's going to get weird. 
But then what sort of worsens that for Caitlin, in my view, is the fact that, yes, she, she has so many um, experiences of difference that become isolated, right? She's the yeah. only decathlon winner, you know, as she was. And, and she um, was part of the Kardashian crew who lived a very non-standard lifestyle. And not that any of this is bad, that she's also extremely wealthy. Um, mm. And while none of that is inherently bad, it right. has created isolation for her and it has created a lot she's created a life for herself like we can't yeah. see her as a victim there are plenty yeah. of wealthy people who engage with with all sorts of people she has set out to create herself as as somebody who deliberately makes their world about this big and yeah. excludes 99 percent of people and if you listen to what she said when she was running for governor and i think sadly mm. she's still in that race <laughs> She didn't say that she wanted to help the homeless. She didn't say that we should um, work on services or start looking at the roots of the homeless problem or why California in particular has a significant homeless problem um, or why all of a sudden it's much worse where, where she is. She very clearly says she just doesn't want to see them. So she's fine with people being homeless, just not hanging around her garden. So not in my backyard, <laughs> not in her backyard. So she, this is not somebody who has um, a, a inclination to help an inclination to understand. This is someone who very much is, uh, has a impetus to um, uh, protect and restrict uh, appearances. Some, she's more focused on appearance than um, complexity or more focused on appearance than her, um, than, than the world around her, the world as it is. She wants it to look good. She doesn't care about what it actually is. And the then, surface bullshit stuff. Yeah. And so that's some bullshit. Um, and she does not have the credentials to run as a governor. She simply <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. Very underqualified. No. <laughs> Um, I, there was a meme that I just love um, and I had posted a few places and it is um, the pie chart on the top. It says what people think trans issues are and it's 50% bathrooms, 50% pronouns. But then underneath it says what trans um, people are actually fighting for. And a big part of that is that non-binary and trans people have to justify their existence to every single person they meet. So yeah. whether, yeah, you're out um, in public dealing, you know, just like going to a restaurant or you gotta go to Barnes and Noble. It's like, I, I it just, mm, I, I can't speak to that because I'm a cisgendered woman and I've always lived as a woman. And, um, but it, to put that, my mindset into that, that is crazy making. It, it is. Well, I think it's for me, I can keep it on the eye. Um, it's just tedious. It's just motherfucking tedious yeah. uh, that it becomes sort of all anybody wants to talk about, right? Is, is your mm -hmm. trans and, and how trans, what, what do the trans people think? Like I fucking left my- You're not the spouse person for every I'm single trans person. Sure as hell I'm not. Um, 
and I do not want to be either, not it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's tedious, but I think it affects different folks in different ways. Like if I go to Barnes and Noble, 99 times out of 100, it's going to be served. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have one shirt that I got rid of that was that was a men's shirt but for whatever reason if I put it on and it was dark blue but even still if I wore it gender was just not uh it was just not going to be read well it was it was a hot mess so I finally got rid of that but I mean for me I often don't I often don't give a fuck and find it funny like I went to Walmart and I was yeah. looking for concrete um, I probably have no business buying concrete and doing things with concrete, but yet, <laughs> like Home Depot is never like you need a three day waiting period or like, are you sure you should be with this object or product? They're like, sure, yeah, go for it. Um, it's not a good thing. So I do have to pick up concrete, that reminds me. But so I was looking for it and, the, you know, I asked the, the Walmart guy, like, where's the thing? And he was like, oh, let me get some. And he's, you know, first he was like, hold on, sir. And then he was talking to his little coworker there and he was addressing me and he looked at me again, he couldn't figure it out. And so then he was like, can you help uh, this uh, person? And then five minutes later, he was back to sir. So he was really like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I find that fucking delightful. I, I don't help <laughs> I don't help them either. I always just, I'm like eating their pop, eating popcorn being like, Ooh, what are you going to pick? Like, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to, it's fine. If you're uncomfortable, I think it's funny, but um, <laughs> like, you know, maybe you'll ask, like, let's see, are you going to come up and, and say like, Oh, wait, how, how do you want to be addressed? Or what's your name? You can mm-hmm. always say that just say to the person, um, I'm sorry, what, I didn't get your name. And then you can refer to them with their name and not have to worry about, about pronouns at all if you didn't want to ask right. about it. Um, but uh, so, I mean, it can get tedious uh, because like in terms of like my life being trans at this point is like, you know, this tiny, tiny piece of it on a daily yeah. basis. Like you're a business a, owner. Once and- a year, take some yeah. medication and um, yeah. And that's, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things that make up you, you know, your credentials are so long and your involvement in the community. And that's like, that's your life. And, and being like, as you say, you take a pill once a day and you know, yeah. you live the rest of your life with your children and fucking up house repairs. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 O- overconfident <laughs> in, in house repairs and, um, doing all the other things I do, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, why don't we transition off? What else do you want to talk about? Like, Actually, I, uh, <laughs> this podcast started off with sex and dating and has since pivoted in a very different time. So if you know a good lady, <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I, I, I dated somebody. I'm not going to say their name. No, I no, did. no, absolutely. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, no. I, we, we, we can protect not privacy of people that are not here. <laughs> we don't need to invoke them because then they no. will appear and it's like... Oh, beautiful. Jesus, like Voldemort? Like fucking Voldemort. <laughs> so, um, so yes, so I, I dated Beetlejuice uh, for a few <laughs> years and um, it, it went... At, at the end, there was an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Oh, uh, geez, Louise. Here, but then I, I found out 
And I said, oh, you got to go. And, and then I always Was wondered, this person in your domicile? Were they living? Oh, with yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Then I found out that they'd actually left um, about a year and a half after, after we broke up. I was cleaning out stuff and I found their diary. Uh, oh. And I realized that it was even worse than I knew. Oh, and God. So, um, yeah, they're a schmuck. So, so we broke up um, and it was great. So after that, I decided like, I'm going to, I'm going to be single for a while, which I did. And that was great. And then um, like mid 2019, I was like, well, maybe I, I want to start dating again. And I was working a job where I had to drive 114 miles to work and 114 miles back every day. And I'm a single parent of two kids. Every day you were commuting. Every day and so then Holy I started up. so I stayed down in in Orange County where I was working two two mm. nights a week but the rest of the days were 14 hour days and then on, when the 14 hours ended from the commute and the, the work I still had to feed kids put them to bed do the homework do the things right so I I very and then on the weekends it was like let me try and do laundry let me try and sleep let me try and do this so it wasn't conducive to a dating life Mm-hmm. And I went out on maybe two dates that were nothing to write home about, nothing terrible, nothing to write home about. And, um, and then Corona happened and uh, Corona has not been helpful for my dating life. Um, but now, now we are all significantly less diseased and significantly more <laughs> vaccinated. So I uh, picked up Tinder the other day and was like, Oh no. <laughs> what fresh hell is this and, like, and i wish you know how they have that you got the super like i wish they had the super no the like never show me this person again they are an awful <laughs> human being um, tinder, tinder needs a super no and i went back to okcupid but that's just like i always feel like it's rummaging in the recycling bin yeah because i look at like okay cupid and i'm like oh my god these are the same 25 people that yeah. were here 10 years ago 12 years ago 15 years ago some of them with the same profiles and the same pictures and the same stupid lines like no if it hasn't worked for you so far like maybe maybe try some, some introspection uh, yeah, and, uh, just maybe figure out what went wrong yeah like oh oof so, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. And I feel like we have so many dating sites now uh, mm-hmm. that, um, it, you know, you used to have like Match and OkCupid and like eHarmony and those were really your options. And yeah. so it was pretty easy to be like, OkCupid has the queers. But now it's so spread out that it's like, you know, it would be a full-time job to be on those apps. Um, yeah. And they're so niche now. Like they're specific. Yeah. Really wild. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like farmer dating, farmer smash. Um, I do not. And there's one smash. for just fat ladies. And, right, and that, I, but, that's terrible. But um, no, but you know what? I, I kind of bothers me a little bit is that then you get the fetish people like, Oh yeah, the where do you draw? Yeah, th- does that ever come into play with you? Do you have someone who's just like very curious uh, about your body and then how you have sex? 
ask your trans friends about their experiences with the fetish people on uh yes on yeah dating yeah sites. they they all pretty much hate it yeah <laughs> because you get, it feels yeah, misrepresented <laughs> i might go on scruff and i'll tell you why because i'm not into men and i don't date men but i am into winning money on trivia games and <laughs> i have won a few times on, on oh, the trivia game. I'm like so freaking jealous. <laughs> and, and I also, because I keep odd hours sometimes, I like to talk to people from other countries and have delightful conversations with people who are trying to learn English and I'm trying to learn Spanish. And we oh, have very, rated very dramatically incorrect conversations and it's great. <laughs> um, but you do get all the the folks that fetishize transness saying all manners of nasty things. I just go block, 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 block. Um, you know, on OKCupid, I, you, you do get some fetish stuff. Uh, but from women, I've gotten a lot, cis women, I've gotten a lot more pretty gross behavior where um, I'll have some, I've had TERFs take it upon themselves to take the time to write to me about how in like multiple paragraphs about how they would never date me because I'm trans and they don't like trans men. And you're like, wow, you spent like easily 20, 30 minutes composing this multi-paragraph email and you could have just hit X and moved along. Like what's going on with you that you feel like doing this? But, and then you get, you do get cis women who are interested, but they have a lot of, misunderstandings about transness and trans men and they can ask very inappropriate questions or say things and then you i've found i also can sometimes get the people that are very um this usually is white middle class cis hat women who feel very insecure about and guilty about um transphobia and racism in the world and so they meet a trans person and they just want a nice gold star for being a good ally and Ooh. you're fucking spare me. And so they will list to you every time they've ever seen a trans person. Like I saw a trans woman in the mall and I held the bathroom door for her. And you're like, so this is weird. Um, why are you remembering that? Why are you bringing it up? Like when I say, hi, how are you? Like, why, why would that be your opener? That's, that's that's strange. That's not a turn on um, for most people. <laughs> but they they do that in a way to so that you can and um or they'll double check. I, I saw a trans person at work and I said this thing to them. Was that the right thing to say? And you're like, I am not your personal therapist. And if you would like to pay me as a consultant to um, help you navigate <laughs> being around trans people without doing dumb stuff like you're doing right now. We can totally talk about my fee, um, but this, <laughs> that's not happening. But so, yeah, so you get a lot of insecure people who, who, and I'm sure people of color get that too, that just want to prove how not racist or transphobic they are. And in doing so, they are very transphobic because they show their bias right away. And they're-, yeah, they're absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But- I harken back to to someone in your favorite sayings that I still say to this day, there's a lid for every pot. (laughs) 
I remember I made a policy at, at our, the job that we, we were both at about not playing, I think, was it like Kenny G? There was no Kenny G allowed. <laughs> I wonder if that's, and I, I put it in as like an official policy um, <laughs> just to see how long it would go. And it, it, by the time I'd left, it was still in the policy manual as an official policy. So please check. check and find out if still, if somebody's noticed yet, <laughs> that Kenny G is expressly forbidden in that workplace. Um, yeah, but the other problem is I just don't dig on, on online dating. Like I yeah. just, I mean, when I was in college, it was because I'm old. Um, and I, I started college in 93. And so late in college, you know, the late nineties when OkCupid was just starting and match was just, oh, yeah. it was like, we, um, I think we still had like angel fire. And yeah. <laughs> right. And geocities. And, and match was matchmaker and they i remember when it was just text, it was just text there was no photos mm-hmm. um we didn't have the bandwidth <laughs> yeah and i remember when okay cupid and there was one called nerve that i really liked uh which is now a whole different site so don't look at that and be like wow that's not what it was <laughs> 25 years ago guys so um things change so mm. but i I now then it was fun and exciting and interesting. Now it's just like a chore. You're like, all right, I've got to start these conversations with people I don't know whose vibe I don't get, and I've got to invest in going back to the site and keep doing these multiple paragraph responses to stuff, and then we have to figure out where we're going to meet up, and it's it's like weeks of putting in significant energy, days to weeks of putting in significant energy. And you meet the person and within 15 minutes, you're like, or, or maybe it works. But then there's a whole bunch of people who ghost, which is fine because um, there's no emotional investment. You haven't met the person yet, right? It's not right. a real relationship. It could be, you're just exchanging letters on a page. So it makes <laughs> sense. You don't have the emotional investment not to ghost the second you have literally anything else to do. So I just don't feel like it's a great investment of time. Um, and I, I, I don't find myself really being attracted to people that I meet um, online. Unless, I mean, I mean I attra- I'm attracted to people when I meet them in person. Uh, just a photo of a person. I mean, I might be like, well, they are aesthetically pleasing to me, but I'm not going to be into that. And then, you know, their words aren't going, I, I don't know the person. So yeah, and 15, texting, yeah, creates uh, a false sense of intimacy. Yeah, but not even not for you, but I mean, yeah, for some people. But it's also some people. It's also weird. Like you're you're yeah. putting the cart before the horse. You don't know the person. You don't know their tone. You're missing ninety eight percent of the communication when it's just text only. Mm-hmm. So you're really just projecting onto. You're just projecting onto a series of texts what you think that person really means, feels, mm-hmm. articulates that may or may not add up in person. So, how much energy do you want to invest in in a projection? Um, not much. And versus real, I wish speed dating would come back. That was great. Um, it, mm-hmm. You know, I loved a series of five minute chats with weirdos. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you'd, you'd find one great person and the rest would be f- just trash. Yeah, but, that, but that's great. <laughs> I love that. Right? Um, 
<laughs> and and so um, you know, I wish speed dating would come back. So at least then you you get to go through 10, 15, 20 people and and get the vibes of some people or get, you know, decide whether or not you want to pursue anything. Online dating I, is not for me. I don't know if people know how to organically meet each other anymore. Um, you know? I mean, I think uh, some probably don't, but that's, Corona has not helped that. Um, and we'll see if the Corona backlash does, because I think we're going to start having people do a lot more outside the house, you know, start getting into community things. Yeah. But yeah, there's been studies about how people no longer do community groups anymore, right? Nobody goes to the bowling league, except I know that one trend, now that I said that there's a queer person who runs a bowling league in the <laughs> capital region and just saying nobody goes to that alerted them. And, and momentarily they will be posting online about how they need new members. I mean, it's just known. Uh, and I was still not interested 10 years It's like a bad signal. Yeah, it's like a bad signal. It's the bads. I do, no, no, I'm already not interested. Um, but you used to have people do like the Elks Club and the, the bowling league and the science group. Right, I used to be in science fiction groups in, in Northern California that I loved and we just hung around and bullshit and went to cons and, um, and you don't have that anymore. And I no. think social media has tried to make these fake things, these groups on social media no. that are the same problem with online dating. You, you feel like you're having a relationship with someone but you don't honestly know if they're real and it is qualitatively not the same as as even what we're doing now over Zoom, much less in person. Um, so we need to get back to learning how to engage with with people. Yeah, and this, this bullshit virtual dating, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it is weird, I tried that twice. Oh I tried no. that twice. Went on, oh no, three times. I went on three virtual dates. Um, and, and one was a, a woman I met up with later and it was, it was okay. I mean, it seemed like we had chemistry online, but then when you meet in person, like whatever it is, I don't know if you want to say it's pheromones or, uh, you know, whatever, but whatever it was in person, it was like, yeah, sad trombone. Womp, womp. And just that weird. <laughs> but then one was this woman who just like, man, she went all out. She had the soft lighting and she, wow, her hair, but soft lighting like Vaseline on the lens, way seven. And, and like, <laughs> I was like in her bed, and you could tell that she'd like made the bed all specific. And, and that's some high femme energy. And I'm definitely here for that. But it also got weird because it just, I didn't want to say it. I couldn't say it. There was no nice way to say it. But the truth is, it, it just seemed like she was on the set of a 70s douche commercial. I was and just going to say, this sounds like 1970s Playboy, soft focus, sort of but like worse than that, makeup. Like, you know, <laughs> like she was going to talk to me about her not so fresh feeling. Like I was just waiting for her to oh. drop the dick and talk. And honestly, 1970s douche commercials, that's mm. not my aesthetic. That's not the thing. <laughs> if that's your thing, I got a lady for you. Hit me up. I will totally be like, <laughs> I know a girl, but um, it's it's not it's not it's not mine. No, no. no. I've been met. I've been married for a while now. We've been together thirteen years. 
but we, I call him a husbeast. As the older I get, the more cranky feminist I become. And I'm like, I don't like the way that the husband sounds. I just don't. Okay. <laughs> but, and, and this is not about me, but just to, no, I no, met him on, yeah. it about you. I'm happy making it about you. Do it. I'm a psychologist. I'd rather have you talk. So, you, okay. you know, this so is what happens when two nosy people get together because I'm so nosy. We're, we're trying to ferret information. <laughs> right. Like, are you a psychologist? Um, because you want to help people? No, because I like to talk to people and I'm nosy. Uh, yeah. Don't trust me in your bathroom. I will totally look in you, the you medicine can. chest. You please do. It is very boring. It <laughs> is very boring. I take no regular medications outside of testosterone. So you'll find um, you'll find a lot of uh, Q-tips, maybe. Maybe <laughs> some Q-tips. Um, you'll find like a central multivitamin. Um, maybe some razors and be like Quinn you really need these anymore and I'll be like the doctor said and you'll be like but is it Quinn and I'll be like no it's not coming back we met actually uh, on Craigslist at the same time that the Craigslist killer was around and I don't know if you know this but he was an intern at Albany Medical Center. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, uh, so you can't meet people on Craigslist anymore. Um, I loved Craigslist dating. God damn, yeah. they need to bring that back. And don't even talk to me about Lex. Lex is not great. Everybody was like, Lex is just like Craigslist dating. No, it's Farmer Smash. Okay? Oh. It's, just, <laughs> it's just queers who want to be farmers and talk about flowers and goats and sadness. <laughs> And it's That's Hannibal. Oh, I said oh, again, no. like deliberately looked at all the names of all the ones lo- like that show up within 60 miles. And I was like, it's the same 10 people just being like goats and sadness and, and nobody replying to them. And this is terrible. So- I wonder how come they don't connect. Right? <laughs> like, I want to be like, have you considered <laughs> B6969? She also <laughs> loves goats, flowers, <laughs> Sadness. And being sad. Yeah. And that's for you. Um, and astrology. <laughs> uh, <so but laughs> Craigslist, Craigslist dating was fantastic. And it really was. <laughs> it really was. It was the best. I met so many great people through Craigslist dating. Um, and, and it got taken away because. Uh, sex trafficking. Sex. Well, yeah, but. I mean, there was a lot more to it of people not understanding how it worked or not understanding how you could restrict Craigslist, you know, restrict. It was very politicized. Without getting rid of this. And, yeah. and so, um, I mean, and it didn't do shit, did it? We got rid of Craigslist no. dating and is sex trafficking fixed? I no. Think. I, I'm working um, in runaway youth shelters and yeah, 90% of those kids who come to runaway youth shelters, not even from New York State, they got lured here by someone who wanted to sell them repeatedly to older, disgusting men. Yep. So. Yep. And if you open up Tinder, I mean, you know, you just find all the profiles that you flag, 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 because they're women of very questionable age. Uh, so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then we still need to find a way to support legitimate sex workers, 
which is something I'm very passionate about. Yes, we can't be Smurfs. So, right. So we- No, turn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So TERFs are like the trans exclusionary radical feminists. Swerfs are sex worker exclusionary radical feminists. And those are, those are the folks who are like, all porn is bad. All sex work is bad. And you're like, mm, I don't know. Not so much. It's a gray area for real. <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people with graduate degrees in social work, psychology, and similar and medical degrees who worked their way through school in in sex work, whether it was stripping, cams, um, you know, escort work, wh- whatever. Um, you know, everybody got some feet, uh, and and you know, um, as long as it's consensual and there's no animals or young children involved, let your freak flag fly, and you're going to get paid for it. I will gladly step on a tomato for you, sir, if you're going exactly. to give me a thousand I know a lot of people who've stepped on some tomatoes or who have painted <laughs> their nails a specific color or strapped on some shoes and um, taking pictures of them and giving them to somebody and then, you know, got some money for it. And then they don't have to worry now as, as doctors and social workers because who's going to associate them with their feet? So you know, or people who worked in, in a sex work industry where they were going to school and then moved for residency or moved after school somewhere else. And then, you know, it's, it's non-associative. So yeah, not me. I have the feet of Fred Flintstone. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Did you not- cut the bottom out of your car so that you can, I could. can run. Well, yeah. They're, they're bad. They're bad. They're never going to be good either. Like, don't even do a pedicure. No, that's not going to fix this. So, um, yeah, I got some pretty bad feet. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So we have to, there's a lot of things we have to work on. I mean, I think yeah. we need to work on our relationships with gender and sexuality more broadly in this society. And that's, you know, part regarding trans folks, part regarding uh, racism part regarding, you know, sex work, um, conversation. Um, and we still, we're still not even all the way there on birth control. I was just talking to a friend about that last night. He was like, I wish he's a cis man. And he, he was like, I wish there was literally any other option besides getting a vasectomy. He has mm-hmm. chosen to get a vasectomy and he's very happy with that choice. But he would have loved, I mean, we're both old people, we're in our 40s, but he would have loved, you know, in his teens, 20s, and 30s to to have any other option besides condoms and, which are not really reliable, mm-hmm. uh, for birth control. Please use them for the boning if it is not a birth control option. For a birth control option, I mean, if you got it, fine, but please use something else if you can. Um uh, but that there's no other options and there's no other, there's not much research put into it or money put into it. And so we're still putting the onus on um, uh, folks that are AFAP uh, to prevent and manage pregnancy. And, and that's bullshit. And, and what, so my, my gig that I'm trying to, to start up is um People really do not understand how their bodies work, particularly women. And someone came in the other day looking solely for tampons. 
and did not know how to use it. And this person was in their early 20s. And I was really? like, yeah. So someone had to explain. It's like, okay, so there's your vagina proper where the baby comes out. And then there's your urethra where urine comes out. And then, you know, the butthole. Don't put anything back there. And, you know, you have to make sure that it's in the right. So if it hurts, you put it in wrong. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, tilt, it, tilt it back. Don't, don't go straight yeah. in because the vagina right. tilts. You got you to gotta tilt it too. Um, little lube on that applicator. Yes. In there. Yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah. But people yeah, don't I, like, yeah. Yep. I used to run basically for lack of a better word, bodies 101 um, at, mm-hmm. at Rikers Island I, for, for the women in, in jail of um, That's so what cool. they got and how it works. Um, and I've, I've, and I also used to uh, with St. James Infirmary sex worker um, healthcare collective in San Francisco, I used to volunteer there um, to do outreach with, with sex workers and also teach them how to boot their heroin. So that which for anybody who's watching, doesn't know what that means. That means you take the needle off the syringe, um, Mm -hmm. and you stick it up your butt and you inject the heroin there. Now that works great because it, I mean, you, you inject it well without the syringe, take the needle off up the, insert up the Hershey, you know, Hershey sheet there push the plunger, all the heroin's inside. Now it will absorb because the mucous membranes of, of the uh, lower colon and the rectum are so, so, so thin, way, way thin. And the blood vessels are right there at the surface. Right. So heroin's going to get in pretty close to as fast as it will with IV. So you're not going to worry about losing your rush. It's going to work just fine. But that way, you are less likely to get an abscess, right? You're less likely to blow mm-hmm. your veins because you're not doing any of that. And if you have to share syringes, um, you are less likely to transmit uh, things. Okay. But of course, hepatitis, you know, things remain a risk, especially hepatitis because fecal and hepatitis go together real yeah. well. And it's so, a hardy virus. It is a hardy virus. Um, mm-hmm. HIV is a wuss plus, but... Uh, so, but it's, it is, I mean, you know, you look at it wrong and it dies. Um, <laughs> not hepatitis though. Hepatitis will stick around. Yeah. It'll put you um, right much, like, much like the syphilis bacterium that also Ooh, stick around. Don't fuck with syphilis. Don't <laughs> you get syph, you treat it and you stay on those antibiotics the whole time and go back for further testing because even if Absolutely. it tests negative, it can come back sometimes again. Yes. And now uh, you're more susceptible to becoming HIV positive. Right. Well, and, and brain disease. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Tertiary syphilis is, yeah. is not fun. That's um, probably what killed Hitler. I mean, and the bullet killed him too. I, mean, he had I, would, I would go more with the gunshot wound. That seems like it's the primary <laughs> cause of death. Well, we um, could pivot again and turn this into um, the... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I haven't, crazy seen, any, theory I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen any good evidence for Hitler um, having syphilis. Uh, there's, there's a lot of evidence to suggest. A Parkinson's, had, right? And no, uh, micropenis. And so he, a lot of things with the masculinity and with the violence were about trying to, to compensate for the fact that, um, you know, he, he had a cocktail wiener, which is fine. Um, I've seen one of those up close and um, I, I see one of those up close every day. So, um, 
And that's fine because science has allowed us to, to make it so it can be whatever you want. But that's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> trans guys always have exactly the cock you want. Um, you know, your- I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Hitler. I was so- going to talk about my own personal preference, but. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, I have cock. a small aperture and smaller is sometimes better. Correct. And sometimes in certain positions, oh, tried to move the footstool over quietly and that did not work out in my favor. This is why I came home. Well, yes, but I mean, and and sometimes regardless of the size of the aperture, um, different positions, you might want things of a different size or a different angle. Certainly front door, back door, it would be nice to maybe not have them be the same. Um, and you never have to worry too much about, about STDs in some ways, because it's sterilized after every use, or it should be, okay. unless you're nasty, don't be nasty. Um, and, and when I tell people, when it comes to sex, the wetter, the better lube is your best friend. Make sure it's, um, silicon based, not water, because that you'll try out and you have to reapply and reapply. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did I get it complaining? Slow your roll. Uh, <laughs> You do not want to use silicone-based uh, lubes with silicone toys, whether oh, that's hey. oh, I'm so a sorry. plug or uh, any, any silicone-based toy. You do yes. not want to use silicone lube because it will break it down. I um, forgot. I'm so sorry. Make them crack and burn and all sorts of things. And, and, and you end up with a nasty little infection. But it can also, it can also fuck up your junk. So, yeah, we don't want uh, funky junk. You, you don't. <laughs> Um, and funky junk, new band name. I called it <laughs> right, but yeah, so lube, so lube, yes, the wetter the better. Uh, water based is good, um, silicone can be good, but you know what? Think carefully about the body parts, humans involved, and toys involved, and always mm-hmm. check manufacturer instructions regarding the kind of lube you should be using for your, your task at hand. Yeah, and make sure you know how to clean it properly too, because right. some things cannot be put in a dishwasher. Correct, correct. And you have to be careful when you boil things and don't yeah, absolutely. get that pan on the stove. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Hitler's dick. So let's talk about Hitler's dick. Um, I don't need a career. Forget that. <laughs> This is, I, I, I guarantee you. Are you fucking kidding me? This is a license to print gold as far as I'm concerned. Uh, one day, this guy can never run for office because 100%, whoever's running against me will use a clip that goes, let's talk about Hitler's dick. And, <laughs> and the worst part is I'll find it hilarious. Um, but nobody will want to vote for me because out of context, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> But so, so there was a lot of evidence I read about um, Hitler having, having a micro penis and a lot of his aggression being compensatory for that and, and questions about um, sexual relationships he may have had with, with underage um, girls. Yeah. Um, there was a question of whether or not somebody committed suicide um, because of his advances. That's, that's a thing. Christ. So I haven't seen anything for syphilis in part because it, it doesn't appear that that Hitler made enough friends to get syphilis. Um, that makes sense. N- believe it or not, nobody wanted to bone Hitler. Uh, 
I mean, he didn't have much going for him, really. No, uh, he's a failed artist. He was short. Bad mustache. He's a bad mustache. I mean, he was just a, he was a weirdo. He was a weirdo the whole way through. Okay, there yeah. was nothing good going on from the beginning with Hitler. So, um, you know, he was in prison for a while. I mean, I suppose that that prison events could have occurred, um, but I haven't mm. seen anything really for for any good reason for neurosyphilis. Um, a lot more of somebody who was clearly narcissistic, oh, yeah. clearly psychopathic, and possibly paranoid or, or psychotic in there. Um, and then got power and with all those things together, you're off to the races. Uh, nobody was going to tell Hitler no. Um, and, and so when, when all, all limitations are off, you're just going to go on, on whatever it is you really motivates you. And, and unfortunately what really motivates him is not great. Uh, as an understatement. Um, yeah, um, exterminating gypsies and disabled people, old yeah. people, in addition to trying to exterminate an entire uh, religious faction of Jewish people, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's- a good guy. He wasn't yeah. invited a lot to dinners. Nobody wanted yeah. to have him over for Schweitzel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess we can conclusively say that, that Hitler's bad. Yeah, um, and we solved Hitler, it. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on the record here and say sex with Hitler was probably also really bad. Um, which, and there you go. There's another great soundbite for for a political <laughs> campaign. Um, <laughs> I know. think most despots were probably despots were probably shitty in bed. Oh, 100. If, if I had to make a guess, I mean, knowing what we know, yes. I'm gonna go yes. with yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> wow what a great terrible book that would be <laughs> how despots fuck <laughs> and you know this of saddam hussein paul pot hitler um Idi Amin. Yeah, um I, I mean a few others uh francisco franco uh yeah, Mussolini. yeah I mean, even putin oh putin oh you know that guy's got a small dick <laughs> Well, but we want to be careful, okay? We want to be careful here because <laughs> um, that sort of thing quickly becomes transphobic. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I oh, don't. Well, I feel no, icky now. I'm please sorry. don't. Please don't look for the gold star or the okay. naughty star. Like, don't do that because um, okay. we need to talk about it. So okay. when we start talking about people who are terrible, like Donald Trump and, mm. and Putin, and Hitler, mm. even though mm. Hitler did have a micro penis, like that, right. that's like that's a, my medically proven. That's been documented. Um, but when we start talking about people we don't like that are cis men, and mm. we immediately go for, well, you know, that means that he has to have a small dick, or a man that's aggressive, and we say, oh, well, you know, he has to have a small dick, or, or he's mother issues, big loud, a big loud car, and you go, well, he definitely has to be overcompensating for a small dick. You're saying that to somebody who, in fact, has a small dick. Um, and my car is a Kia Soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have to stop equating um, personality characteristics mm. um, and, and nasty behaviors 
with genitals because oh, one, we're insulting to, to trans men and to all the cis men out there who have micro penises or have lost penises to cancer or, mm. you know, intersex people or, you know, um, who's the dude that rides the bike? Uh, come on, he rode the bike. He rode the bike everywhere. Like you're just like Lance Armstrong. Oh, you know, why did I get he's now chilling, on, he's chilling with one testicle. Like good for him. Um, so we can't equate that, but then that quickly becomes also part and parcel of our um, association with um, bad things with trans women, right? We ascribe them as, as uh racist and, and not racist rapist and yes. predatory and everything else predatory. based on what based on our assumptions of their genitalia so we have this thing in our society where the the first moment we don't like what somebody does we talk about their dick or lack thereof um mm -hmm. and that's weird like why are we focusing so much why do we have so much anxiety around our genitalia, right? It's a fixation. I, it, and you know what? It, it, being a privileged person, it never even occurred to me. And I, now I can take a pause and say, mm, maybe no. for two seconds before you say something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> really or, about genitals. Or like with whoever's around, but think like, wait, why yeah. am I thinking that that guy with that monster truck and that has the five tailpipes has a small dick? Like that's not yeah, the same. Maybe, He's just no. act and then change it in your head, right? So instead of being right. like, well, he's got to be hung like a, you know, a tic-tac. Okay, pause. Like, don't go to the guilt part because that's not going to help. Right. Never, yeah. ever helps. Um, because now you're adding like layers of crap on this terrible parfait. So keep it at just one layer, right? Right. Okay, that and go pause. You know what? I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. That's not me. Let's mm -hmm. be what it really is wow, what a disruptive asshole. Wow, let's, I'm going to not get hung up on guilt of having thought that it was just an automatic thought. Right. But I'm going to, to actually recognize and focus on what the real problem is, which is not this dude's genitals. Mm -mm. It's their behavior. It's that they're disruptive. It's that they're aggressive. It's that um, they're polluting. It's all these other things. Um, and with Putin, I don't really care the size of Putin's dick. In fact, I'd prefer never to have to actually think about Putin's dick. I <laughs> do care that he undermines international elections. I do care that he has um, systematically encouraged mm. um, genocide towards LGBTQ people in both yeah. Russia and, and um, Crimea and things. Yeah and the Ukraine. So um, I'm going to focus on his aggressive, psychopathic, misogynistic, horrible behavior um, and, and not care too much about what his genitals are. Those, that doesn't matter. What matters is what they're doing. So we have to stop and think about it's not the genitals that matter, it's the behavior and then just change and, your, your topic. Yeah. So, and the behavior there is terrible. Yes. I mean, Putin, despicable. Yes, yes. And he also pulls his pants up way too high. And I hate that because he's like almost tucking in his nipples and forget that it's aesthetically unpleasing because it is. He now just looks like Fred Mertz and, and that's not an aesthetically oh. 
thought. You know on the back end, you know on the back end that that is flossing. So I now had to think about every time I see Putin strutting around with the, the waistband up to his nipples and the shirt off, I have to know what the underwear is doing on the other side. And now I just thought about Putin's ass crack. And God damn him for making me think that. He so he has that strut too, like when, you know. Well, yes, yes, yes. He has a he has a distinctive walk, and that gate is. Um, if you start watching the folks that that were in um, Soviet uh, military, they all walk like that. And That's if right, you watch yes. the Soviets watch walk on TV in the military, they all do that. And it's a, and that's why the arm is weird because they're taught to swing one arm and not the other. Yes. Um, so it's like specific. you're walking an invisible dog. <laughs> sort of, yes. And it's also like with the way they hold their guns. So that, that, oh, that's him. <laughs> the weird gait he has is, is from years and years and years of decades of, of having to walk like that as part of his daily, daily job. Yeah, right. uh, he was the head of KGB before he became president yeah. for life, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I think he probably is still the head of KGB. I don't think that, like, you know. I think oh, he's, he's got his tentacles in everything. I, I'm almost certain he's a, a, a Cthulhu-type monster. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's no doubt. He's also uh, the richest man in the world. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. I did read that. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I just realized what time it was. <laughs> it's four <Wow>. after. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've been chatting. I know, I know. We were both nosy. Yes, um, well, in that in our pre-interview, just for viewers to know, we ended up talking for two and a half hours before wait, I realized wait. we both realized what time it was. This is yeah, this is why like anytime anybody hangs out with me, this is what happens. I'm like, yeah, let's just keep talking. And and, <laughs> and then we do and six hours goes by. So um, yeah, yeah. Usually when I hang out with people, we make a plan to go do a thing and then we just end up fucking talking for bullshitting. <laughs> bullshitting. Talking about Fred Mertz. <laughs> talking your nipples into your pants. And I, <laughs> uh, um, uh, a, a friend's baby that was their nickname when they were because yes i, I could see that friends, some babies have a little Hitler's cock that's a terrible fucking nickname for a baby no a little little mert <laughs> you can see how that actor way like a little teeny like a newborn would kind of have that same look you know Wait, what, bald oh, with a lot of chins oh fred mertz yeah yeah, yeah babies do look like fred mertz a lot yeah yeah, yeah the, the lots of chins especially if they're breastfed they have a lot of chins and the Right, you know, sparse hair, you know, just right. a little wispies. <laughs> and, and that's like one I always do in death is not an option, you know, like which two people would you like if you're faced with two extremely uh not great choices for sex, like who would you rather, or, or which is death is not an option, you got to pick one Fred right. Rogers versus Fred Mertz. I go with Mertz, I kind of would too, because Fred would just annoy me. Like Rogers, you know what? And and yeah. I suspect that there'd be singing involved, and mm. and he'd always want to. I'm talk not there for that. that. Not there for yeah, that. Yeah, no. Mertz no. If we're just gonna it. fuck, then it would just be Mertz because I'd be right. like, I'm gonna turn around. I don't swear so I have to look at you. Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, here's what the way I look at it is like Mertz is gonna be task focused, right? And if totally. I'm not 
do this if I if it's not I'm not there for the romance I'm not there for mm. the experience I'm there because I got to do one or the other or like the right. romance like death is not an option you could knock a quick one out right? I want one that's gonna just get the job done I don't want the one who's gonna talk to me about how I feel and make it a three-hour tour do it do it come on I, Fred so Mertz all the way Mertz I think way. Rogers also might cry afterwards and want Correct. to be held. And he'll feel, I'm not too doing that. he'll feel too guilty that he's like making you do it to finish. And then there you are stuck with it because you, you have to complete it. That's part of the task. So Fred right. Mertz, by the way. Yeah. Thunderhead Mertz. Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Quinn, for coming on. And it was such a pleasure. And I will love to have you back. Sure. Oh, yay. Um, I will link your information in the show notes. If you want right. to <laughs> <laughs> you are self-employed and, and you have I am, I am self-employed. Thank God. And you have two <laughs> children that need shoes and food. <laughs> I do, but here's the thing. There you can't go buy. What are you gonna buy? Like Quinn merch? I don't even know what that would be, and it would probably be terrible. Um, no. oh I I'd be like, I'd, I'd make cocktail wieners and, and it would be not funny to anybody but me. Um, <laughs> I could see you having like it. Sudoku puzzles, but. Um, yeah, Sudoku puzzles uh, for your meetings, handily sized to look like meeting mm-hmm. notes. Um, yep. But I mean, most of the people I see are, are court involved. So, uh, so usually you don't, you don't come to hang out with me unless, unless things aren't going great. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> So you can link I can it. put a link to your book though. I'm assuming you still get royalties on it. Oh no, 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 no. That old book is off print. We're not even we're oh. not even mentioning it. We have undone okay. that book. That book has unhappened. You don't okay. even look for the book. The book doesn't exist. You and I can chat offline about that, but there is no book. There is never no a book. book. No book. No book should ever occur. Um yeah. and I guess so I guess the rest of your stuff, the crap load of other stuff you've written is probably scholarly articles. Um, no, I mean, I do other writing periodically, but I do ghostwriting sometimes for like shitty articles for magazines like Psychology Today. And I was just going to say that you are for Psychology other, Today. Right? Articles and like, yeah, and then they'll get credited to somebody else's name, which is fine because I'm just there for the money um, and I'm not proud of them. Like You've already paid. been paid, so right? right. <laughs> I wrote one like how to get more exercise, like more steps in your day. Like, and it didn't, it didn't reveal anything new. Park far away from the store and walk. Like, and I'm just going to take that money. Um, but I, I don't need that associated with me because I don't want to be like, look at my resume. I told people how to park in a far parking lot. Like, you know, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This has been amazing. And I thank you so much. I really do. You took time out of your day to talk to me. And I really appreciate that. It was so lovely to see you. And I will definitely invite you back anytime. So all right. (laughs) Maybe we can undercover, uncover more truths. Like, uh, I don't know. Pollution is bad. What? Pollution (laughs) is bad. We figured out the problem with Hitler. Now let's we yeah, can figure Hitler out pollution. Bad. We've come to that conclusion. So I'm glad we solved that <laughs> for the world. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, I feedback makes this show better. Please email any feedback you'd like to me. Or if you'd like to share your story, it's Bertin Peas.
Recipes pod at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram by uh, profession. I do <laughs> follow you on Instagram. Thank yes. you. It's birds and bees pod on Instagram. And uh, yes, I think I got it all. Okay. <laughs> it was lovely to speak with you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Take care. Bye. Be well. Yep. Get sponsors. Get Bad Dragon to sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs>